Hello, welcome to the Mamas Know Best, We Got Something to Say podcast. This is a safe space where mamas can talk openly about their highs and lows of motherhood and to look deeper into who they are as women and their journey into motherhood. We may agree and disagree or cry and laugh, but one thing for sure is we will learn from one another and have a great time. So sit back and enjoy. Part two of Melissa Long's episode dives deeper into her autoimmune disease, Hashimoto's. She discusses how important it was for her to follow her instincts when her doctors told her that she was fine, but she knew in her heart that she wasn't. She discusses how she was trying to conceive and, you know, um, how she felt when she found out she was pregnant with Skylar. She discusses all of the major lifestyle changes she had to make to keep her Hashimoto's under control and to really truly live a clean, healthy lifestyle. She also discusses the education and research that went into that, all the books she read and the documentaries she watched so that she could truly be educated on what she needed to do to live healthy and to feel good. So sit back and enjoy. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. This is every day dealing with health issues, knowing that I'm never going to feel, you know, normal again or what have you. Now, granted, that's part of the story because I actually do feel pretty darn amazing, but um, it took a lot of work to get. I was just gonna say, but it, you didn't just wake up and said, "Oh, I'm ready to go." You, you, you have to still work for this, I'm sure. And and uh, like you said, we'll get to that part. Um, yeah. Okay, so y- y- you have this autoimmune, so now you're like, okay, no, something has got to give. Like, I have to, f- there has to be a better way. Well, no, I did conventional medicine for three years. I oh. got the autoimmune disease, I got thrown on a thyroid medicine, and then for the next three years, I suffered. Um, I was barely able to get off the couch some days. I struggled at work with horrible brain fog and sluggishness and just. It's so hard to explain, but my body just was not functioning right. Like, knowing what I know about the thyroid, now if your thyroid is not functioning right, it affects your body from head to toe. Everything just kind of slows down and stops working. So, oh, wow. I, I was just, I ended up in a really bad place. My hair was falling out in chunks. I would sleep for 12 to 14 hours a night and then wake up and still feel like I got run over by a bus. Um, And it it was just terrible. So I continued to trudge through and I actually didn't tell many people what was going on. Like most of my coworkers didn't have any idea because this is back to this, well, I'm tough, I beat cancer, I can beat this too. I'm just going to kind of deal with it. Yeah. went to three different endocrinologists trying to get answers and every one of them will tell me the same thing well your numbers are normal you shouldn't be feeling this way i think something else is wrong i'm going to send you for a slew of tests so they'd send me for a bunch of tests and blood work and to other specialists and everything would come back negative and it was just this round and round hamster wheel that they had me on they up my meds they put them down they up the back it was it was terrible and I just kept trudging along, never questioning a single thing. Just kept doing what I was told. And then all of a sudden, I went in for an appointment, got told 
the same thing where you shouldn't be feeling this bad. I'm telling the doctor I'm struggling to function. It's affecting my marriage. My husband is sick and tired of this new me that doesn't ever want to do anything that just wants to sleep. It doesn't feel well. And like something has got to give. Of course, it's affecting everything now. It's, yeah. I had no life at this point because I was literally too tired to do anything other than go to work and I struggled through work and then come home and sleep and that was essentially my life. I had small periods where I would feel good for a week or two or three and then I'd go back to feeling like crap again. So um, the doctor didn't give me any answers. It was the same story, different day. Oh, your numbers are fine, boss. I don't know why you're feeling so bad. I can open the med again if you want. Oh, gosh. I went home that day, and by this point, too, I was having side effects from the med. I'm not an anxious person. I don't have a history of restless leg syndromes. I don't get heart palpitations. And all of a sudden, I started experiencing all of these symptoms. And I'm like, what, what is this coming from? Like, is, is something else going on now? And I just wanted to look up the side effects of the med because I never did that. I just went on the med they told me to do and never asked a single question. And... I looked up the side effects, and sure enough, right on there, anxiety, restless leg, heart palpitations, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, Yeah, it's right there. It's right there. What am I doing to my body? And it, it's clearly not working. I feel terrible. So I, being a nurse, cannot believe that I've just been rolling with this and not asking a single question. So that was it. Another light bulb. I'm like, I'm going to figure this thing out. I've got the medical knowledge. I don't even know what Hashimoto's is other than the fact my thyroid's being affected. Like, I'm going to figure this out. And that's when it all changed. So you started doing research. Yes, I dove into researching. Every spare minute I had, I was researching. I bought books. I watched documentaries. And it just spiraled into this whole eye-opening experience that... It was a world that I never knew existed um, because, again, I've been brainwashed to the medical system for so many years. And, oh, oh you have this problem, we give this med, this med causes a side effect, we give another med. And, that's just, know, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a domino. It's just what we do. Oh, that's not working. Let me give you this. And not to interrupt this part, but I, had, I was watching, I was actually telling my husband about a um, Netflix, uh, Netflix show called Patriot Act with Hassan Minaj and he was talking about the whole fentanyl issue and how fentanyl was created to help cancer patients. And he's like, so you have this drug that was supposed to help cancer patients, the most, um, uh, gosh, strongest drug ever created and somehow gets into the hands of a pharmaceutical company who then starts selling it. And of course, then that steamrolls. And because they were selling it for profit, you know, they're, they were um, bribing doctors and saying, oh, well, we'll give you A, B, C, D if you just sell it. And then, of course, you know, it became this thing where anybody who had a little, oh, my leg hurts. Okay, here's fentanyl. Oh, this hurts. Here's this. And then, of course, we have the crisis that we have. But again, if you don't ask questions, if doctors don't know or it's whatever the whatever the um, gain is profits or whatever on the other side it's like it's very scary because you're going in thinking that the doctor should know best the doctor should have my best interest at heart and that's not always the case and that's very very scary it is it's absolutely terrifying and i do believe as a whole most doctors mean well they've been brainwashed too they don't yeah that's true that's true. 
get less than 30 minutes of nutrition in medical school. Um, they're not taught the side effects of, of a lot of things because it, there's just too much. So it's just, oh, you have this problem, all this thing that I was told helps it, so go on this. And then all of a sudden, a patient is having blood sugar issues or heart palpitations. And mm-hmm. instead of getting to the root cause of, well, what happened? Oh, well, let's get your meds for the palpitations and let's start you on diet. Exactly. But you... Well, you hit the nail on the head. It's in this country, unfortunately, we don't find the root cause of the problem. It's just all or nothing. It's like, okay, either take this medication or just go to the hospital. There's not like, well, what is your diet like? Or what are you doing? Or do you have stress in your life that's causing this? Are there things? There's no trying to cure the problem itself. It's just basically masking the symptoms and saying, and okay, like, okay, here's this and move on. Okay, so okay, so walk okay, so now you're doing your research. So now you're like, okay, I'm tired of this. You finally looked, you see the ingredients, you're like, wow, like this is exactly what I'm going through. The symptoms are matching this, like I don't want to do this anymore, like I'm done. So now you're doing the research and you realize what you've been taught is not what it is and then tell me how you get to well tell me when does um when do you get pregnant with sky and how does that happen or is that part of this two of you changing your lifestyle oh yeah that's a part of changing my lifestyle okay so go ahead and i had been trying to get pregnant and weren't able to um and i remember as i was researching one of the first things that came across is that gluten is a huge contributor for autoimmune diseases so I thought to myself, I didn't have one doctor even recommend I try cutting gluten to see if it makes me feel better. Like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. I'm going to drop this. Like, what do I have to lose? I put out of my diet completely, and within two weeks, almost every symptom I've been experiencing for the past three years was gone. No, are you serious? I am serious. To the point where I didn't believe it, so I reintroduced it. I ate a bunch of pasta, and felt terrible for the next three days and I, I just couldn't believe it I was so there was so many different emotions at that point because I was in awe I was pissed at my doctors because no one yeah yeah you're like i've been going through this for how many for how long and all it took me was not to eat freaking gluten yeah i would have been i would have had so many mixed emotions as well i would have been pissed was so at that moment that is really when everything really changed and i was like i no longer trust the medical establishment i'm Mm. going to research every single thing i'm going to learn everything i can about hashimoto's first and then i'm going to expand it into every other facet of of life and I'm, i'm now on a different journey and that's when that's when everything changed i remember going to stand and being kind of like, like, babe, I'm about to make some big changes in our family because we ate whatever we wanted. I never questioned a single thing. I mean, it wasn't uncommon for me to be caught with a bowl of Cheetos in one hand and a bowl of Cheez-Its in the other and my mint chocolate chip ice cream between my legs. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that was my my go-to and a bag of microwavable popcorn after that. So I, I ate whatever the heck I wanted. And I remember going to him and being like, 
I'm gonna start making changes. I've been, he knew I was researching and he knew um, about the gluten and I, the more I learned, the more I realized that there is a root cause, of course, just like with most things, for why your body starts attacking itself. Something triggers that. Mm. I realized, well, I need to get to my root cause, figure it out, fix it, and take care of this autoimmune disease because I don't want to continue being on this medication that isn't really helping anyways. So um, I bought Isabella Vines. She is a pharmacist who has Hashimoto's, and she had healed herself naturally. Um, I bought her book called The Root Cause, and that was the first book that I started walking through. And... Man, my eyes were just open to so many things, and I just gradually started making one change after the next. And so, going to be a little descriptive. So, okay, so gluten was one. What are some other major changes? Was there's no meat? Was it a specific kind of meat? Was it um, grains? No sugar? What What were those specific things that you did? Well, initially, I told Stan we're going to start eating all organic because I started learning about the pesticides and the herbicides and the antibiotics and steroids and hormones. I was just like, how can I not know any of this prior? Like, this stuff is terrible. It's no wonder we have all these health issues today. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said, we're going organic and I'm going gluten-free. Now, I didn't expect him to cut gluten because he doesn't need to. So, um... I, I just said, we're going to start by going all organic. So I cleared out our entire pantry, our fridge, got rid of all the crap in the house, and just replaced it with organic. Um, so that was the first big step. Then I started learning that dairy is also a huge contributor for inflammation. And when you have an autoimmune disease, you have inflammation. When you have any disease, you have inflammation because that's the root cause of most diseases. So. Oh. I wanted to cut everything out of my diet that could contribute to inflammation. So that was the next step. No dairy, no gluten, and then no soy. Okay. Processed foods and sugars are obviously a problem. Um, So those one as well. And that's for the products, the personal care products. Mm -hmm. Started learning how many of them have endocrine disruptors in them and hormonal um, hormonal, they cause hormonal imbalances. Wait, wait, which item was this? All, all my personal care products. Oh, you said your personal care products. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so that was the next step. I started learning about those, and I was just shocked again. I'm like, how did I not know any of this? Like, I'm literally poisoning myself every single day with all the toxins that I'm putting on my body. Your skin is your biggest organ. Mm-hmm myself up with all these poisons and toxins so that was the next change um changed everything out now this is a very gradual process this is something that doesn't just happen overnight it's very overwhelming i was very stressed um as i was doing all this because this is a major thing i'm, I'm literally getting rid of, of course um, with other things, so it was it was an interesting process to say the least. Of course. So, what laundry detergent? I know we've we've been using, um, gosh, plant based plant based laundry detergent for years now. Um, so I'm assuming cleaning products, all of that. All of it. Yep. Learned about how toxic those are. I learned about um, dryer sheets and how toxic. Yes. Yep. Same thing. That's what we use. It's just crazy how many things that you 
idea about that once you just open up your eyes a little and start researching, you then all of a sudden, it's just a whole new world. But, but having the medical knowledge and not being taught or told about any of this makes it even more mind-blowing mind-blowing and alarming and you know the reason why we don't think to look because we don't think that there is a problem but all it takes is someone like yourself or someone who is like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute this is wrong and you know then you have the people that make like the seventh um seventh generation or like the earthly which i know we're going to get into of you know how you started getting into earthly and you have companies that are like okay wait a minute there's a better way and let's try and do it the right way i mean you have beauty products the honest um, there's so many more now clean beauty products, but even that you have to be careful with because again I saw an episode and these things that I watch make me so depressed <laughs> Because it makes you feel like oh gosh because there's just so much out there But even that you have to be careful of because there's a lot then everyone was like, okay We're all organic and you're like, oh, you're not really organic or they just want to say that they're eco-friendly or they want to say They're plant-based, but they're not really plant-based My husband had explained to me once that they're like they say oh they say they use plant-based materials or something like that to make it sound like but they're not really you know so you still have to be careful you do you have to learn ingredients and you have to learn what's really good and what's really bad because so many things are marketed as being natural or healthy and in actuality they still have three four five toxins um in them which renders them not healthy um so you do you do have to be careful and that's another whole learning process because there's so much out there it's very overwhelming initially and i guess it's even more overwhelming because you're doing all of this in your own home so it's easier when you're doing it in your own home my husband and i had done something similar we actually did the doctor i think it's dr junger clean cleanse where his whole idea is um long story short after 21 days you eliminate like all the major I guess like allergen, fat, like dairy, sugar, processed sugars, whole, um, uh, white starchy foods. And, you know, you eliminate a lot of these things from your diet for 21 days. And then you slowly start introducing them back to see what your body reacts to. Um, so us doing that, we actually change our diet like we just real okay we're not going to cook meat in the house i stopped cooking white i grew up in, i'm puerto rican so i grew up eating white rice and beans well i stopped cooking white rice and eat you know finding that there's other healthier alternatives out there i'm also half italian so i grew up on pasta and i was like okay well brown rice pasta so we started making subtle changes that i saw a difference in but that's at home how do you then especially with someone like you who has to do it for a health reason how do you manage that when you guys are going out to dinner or trying to just eat food when you're outside and you know enjoying a vacation mm -hmm. um so i do try to live by the 90 10 rule i think it's typically 80 20 but it's 90 10 in my book <laughs> and when we're on vacation i know that i can't control everything the one thing that i control no matter where i'm at or what i'm doing is no gluten i have not consumed gluten in over three years and i'm okay. on ever consuming it again um, so that's like your number one that's like okay you're gluten free but all the other things you're like alright if I have a little this a little that it's not um, you're not eating it on an everyday basis so you figure okay it's not it's not going to be too bad yeah exactly and we don't go out to eat much um, so that's not an issue when I would work at the hospital I would always make my own food I never ate at the cafeteria so it was really only an issue when we would go on vacation which we do once to twice a year so in actuality I am pretty strict um, in maintaining the diet that 
and my lifestyle and don't cave on it too much because I feel like in my instance, not everyone has to be as strict, but I have so many health issues that I have to be strict. I never want to go back to feeling how I felt several years ago. And if I have to be this strict to be able to feel this good, then that's exactly what I'm going to do. No, absolutely. And like I said, this is your health. Um, Okay, so... I'm going to just pivot a little bit and then I do want to hear how, you know, how you became pregnant because, right, this is Mama's No Best. So I I definitely need to hear that. But um, how was it being a nurse knowing then what you know? What do you do then? Uh, It has gotten increasingly harder, if I'm being honest, because I now am fully aware of the corruption within the pharmaceutical companies, the CDC, the FDA. It's, It's not just a conspiracy. It's actually legitimate that they are run solely off of money and profit oh yes the patient's well-being at heart patient-centered care is not a priority anymore it is all about the money Mm. um and i really really struggle with that on top of that given what i know about medicines and how over prescribed they are and how toxic they are and how many issues they cause I, I struggle more and more with I'm sure with sure but and yeah. that and yet that's your job that's your life you know that's how that's your that's your job um so in itself yeah that's that's tough and it's like what are you gonna do quit and become uh, you know something else, you know what can really then help you pay the bills and at the same time you're also you are helping people you know um so yeah, I, I thought that that was so interesting because I, I wanted to know if you were still a nurse because I knew you were so, you know, with the anti-vaccinations and things like that. So I'm like, you know, how does that tie the two together? Because that must be very difficult to do both it is. without being too, without also being too like telling everybody like, oh, you shouldn't be taking that. You shouldn't be t-, like, you know, because I'd want to teach everybody, but you know, not everyone, not everyone not everything is a teachable moment because some people just don't care. So you can't waste your your energy, unfortunately, on everybody because some people just they just don't. You know, they they don't want to hear it. Exactly. Exactly. That's a good point. Telling my patients to drink Gatorade and eat candy and cookies because they'd rather them eat than not. And here I am knowing that sugar feeds cancer. So it's it's just getting really, really difficult. Ethically, I'm struggling with it. Um, my mindset is just so different now. I, I feel like the blinders have been taken off. And once they've been taken off, it is very hard to go back to what... I was before yeah you've you've completely changed yeah and then I, I even unethical like okay you know you're doing this my um we, we go to Dr. Cologne and she was a lot when she when she came became a quote-unquote holistic pediatrician she was like I realized I'm a pediatrician and doing all these things with other patients but with my children I'm doing more homeopathic natural remedies and she's like well this is kind of crazy (laughs) you know like okay so i'm prescribing medication for your children but with my children i'm going this way she's like yeah so that's how she found a way to merge the two um and i'm sure you you will you know i'm sure look throughout your whole life you've been a fighter you've been someone who's overcame 
you know, a lot of um, adversity and um, some really major traumatic obstacles. So I have faith that it will work out to the way it's supposed to. Um, Thank you. I've got some plans in the works. Yeah, I'm sure you do. So that's that's awesome. Like I said, I'm, I'm I, I had no doubt that you would figure that out. So okay, so take me. So now you're 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 completely. You're like, all right, I'm making these changes. I know what to eliminate. So your sweet baby girl, how does that come into play? Yeah, so I I figured out my root cause after a lot of research and just learning, and I figured out that it was leaky gut which in many cases is a root cause for many autoimmune diseases. And essentially what leaky gut is, is over time due to toxins, antibiotics, genetically modified foods, gluten, dairy, um, chemo, radiation, um, and basically take anything bad for you. Mm. Your body repetitively over and over starts to cause the junctions um, and the lining of your gut to open up. Now when that happens, all of those toxins go through um, the gut lining. They're not supposed to. That's the point of your gut being sealed is so that those toxins don't enter into your gut and your gut is associated with 80% of your immune system. So once these toxins enter in, you set yourself up for a slew of health issues. So as soon as I started learning the triggers for leaky gut, I'm like, well, I have that, I have that, I need that, I took those meds, I've been on those antibiotics. Yeah, I check every one of these, I 100% have leaky gut. I need to fix that. So I went, I started, I've been following Dr. Josh Apps. Have you heard of him? No. Uh, he's phenomenal. He healed his mom naturally from breast cancer and is um, a holistic doctor. So. I had been following him for a while and implementing a lot of his um, advice into what I was doing in our house. And he, I watched a leaky gut webinar that he did, and at the end he offered um, a leaky gut program for half off. And I'm like, I'm doing it. So, meanwhile, this whole time, Stan and I are trying to get pregnant. Nothing's happening. The fertility doctor wants to do fertility treatments, but I'm already natural minded at this point. So you're like, yeah, no. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Plus, when you have the support from your partner and something like that, that makes a huge difference. It just makes it so much easier. It does. And I'm not going to lie, I didn't have the support all, you know, from the start. Of course. How drastically it improved my health to be like, oh, shoot. (laughs) But... But it's also hard to tell someone who I'm assuming your husband is pretty not pretty healthy, right? He never had any major health issues. So to him, he's like, well, I don't know. I, yeah, I get it. I, I get it. I was the same way. My husband was the one that kind of told me, you know, um, let's try to. And I was like, oh, well, I've always kind of been healthy. And of course, realizing over time and doing my own research and as I've gotten older that, it doesn't matter. You could look healthy. You could feel healthy, but that that doesn't matter. You know, yeah, there was still. 
fingers. Yeah, and I still wasn't because then when I started changing, I was like, oh, I have more energy and I was able to do other things. But just because I was quote unquote thin and felt okay and I went to the doctor, it was like, oh, okay, but I'm healthy. But that didn't mean that I was really healthy, you know? Exactly. I say that people walk around feeling kind of crappy and don't even realize it because it's their norm. And then they start making changes and all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, like, I didn't realize how terrible I felt. Exactly. Because it's something that they've had probably their entire lives. These are things, look, all the things that you mentioned in food or whatever, these are things that unfortunately from our parents and it's not their fault because they're just doing what, oh, what was on TV and what was advertised. And you're thinking, well, they can't be selling us crap because they're not. So you trust and you introduce this to your family and that to your family. So this is something that's over gener- you know, over so much time and so many years um, that's just been ingrained in us. And it's really hard to change that because you're like, but it can't be because then you almost feel you almost feel gypped. So you don't want to believe it. You know, you don't want to believe it because you're like, no, there's no freaking way. Yeah, exactly. And unfortunately, too, though, we have worse. Every day we've gotten worse. Like, whatever parents grew up with, oh, yes. They're playing with that is what it is now. You didn't have all the genetically modified stuff, you didn't have all of the um, pesticides and herbicides and the yes. pesticides. You know, all of that. Um, medical professionals really had the patient's best interest in mind and it wasn't all about medicine and money. So I feel like over the past 10 to 20 years, it has really gone down. Yeah, it's been a shift. I, I, I say our generation, I mean, we're in our 30s, was really the shift. And, you know, I still try and explain to my parents and, and they do okay, but they're still set in their waves. It's very hard to teach, you know, an old dog new tricks and they do get certain things, they do, but it's still... You know, I think even with Jason introducing certain things, I'm like, come on, guys, you know better. I'm like, if you don't want to eat that, why are you even introducing this to him? I don't want him even knowing what even Jif peanut butter. I don't care if we were raised on Jif peanut butter. There's so many better alternatives that don't have. Um, And my mom thinks I'm like some, you know, militant. And, you know, I don't care, Um, you know, but it's but it's it's. But it's, it's hard to explain it because it, it just is, you know? So, okay, so now, okay, so let's still go to your baby girl. So, so I did this insane leaky gut detox where I could not eat almost everything and just um, walked through that for five weeks. Um, it was very difficult, especially because I was working at the hospital and I literally could only eat certain things, but I was determined. I did it. And that is what really set the tone for me being able to heal from this autoimmune disease. A few months later, I was able to go off my thyroid medication. Um, and then that following year, we got pregnant with Skylar. Wow, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. But look at all the work that you had to do. But that is a beautiful story. So all of that, you overcome all of this, you know, you're thinking, okay, I might not be able to get pregnant. And can you imagine had you still been on the medication listening to the doctors? Actually, I don't even want to. That's probably really scary. You probably would be, you'd probably be sicker. You wouldn't have gotten pregnant. You probably would be sicker. You'd be, you'd be miserable. Who knows? Yeah, I, I think about that often, and I'm just, like, it makes me shudder at the thought. I, and because it makes me shudder, because I know so many people that are still on that cancer. Yeah, yeah. And I know that I could have been one of them if I wouldn't have opened up my eyes and started researching. So 
my main message to people that I try to get across is research everything. Yeah. Stop believing what your doctor tells you. Stop believing the media and the medical establishment. Yeah, do your own research. Your own. Like, I cannot ever state that enough because it wasn't until I started doing that that I was able to heal from the inside out and transform my life. And this is the best I have felt in years and I actually almost died a year and a half ago which I'm sure we're going to talk about and have had to come back from that as well but these changes are what has given me life and I cannot imagine ever going back to that same lifestyle and, and dying that I was that I was doing no before. yeah no that's this is life changing this is this is I mean for yeah in literal in a literal sense um okay so you get pregnant so now I'm I'm assuming you're like in you're for you know you're just delighted you're in complete like thank you god and you know relieved and everything yeah i didn't believe it we had gotten to a point where we like you know this isn't gonna happen for us i started looking into adoption and fostering and i was preparing to have to go that route because i wanted to be a mom so badly i wanted us to have a family um and so i was looking at all that and then it happened in god's perfect timing like Yes, yes, amen. I can look back now and be like, this really happened the way that it was supposed to. So, um, yeah, I, I cannot put into words the level of excitement and just gratitude that I had when I found out I was pregnant. And oddly enough, despite the fact we chose not to tell people until after 12 weeks, aside from our closest friends, I never once worried about miscarrying because I knew that this was God's gift for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, after everything you have been through, I think at that point, yeah, you knew like, okay, this is this is this is gonna go through, and we're good, we're good. Yeah. Okay, so you're pregnant with Sky. So how was your pregnancy? So my pregnancy was actually good. I loved being pregnant. Such a miraculous, amazing thing, and I stayed super strict with my diet, my lifestyle. I didn't cave a bit. Like I ate the same way that I was eating prior. I didn't. I have any pregnancy cravings actually but if I would have I wouldn't have succumbed I um, avoided all the things I was avoiding prior ate all organic I exercised every day like I was set good for you doing everything right for this child and then I researched like I had never researched before everything you could possibly think of about uh, making sure that I was making all the right decisions for her health I literally dove into that for the nine months I was pregnant. Oh, wow. Yeah. I feel like that's all I did was work at the hospital and then research. research. <laughs> we had books stacked up on our nightstand. We would read every night before bed. We would watch documentaries. I mean, we, we did a lot of research. So what was your birth plan then? Um, oh, completely natural. No medicine. But I didn't even want to give birth at the hospital. That was the whole um issue i really wanted to get birth in a birthing center but unfortunately due to all my health issues i was considered high risk so mm. um, i would be able to do a birth center my first two trimesters and then i had to transfer over to an OBG for the last trimester yeah i guess they had to be safe which you know i mean at that point it <laughs> it is what it is right it is what it is um Okay, so now you're at the end of your pregnancy. Um, did they no? But did they schedule for a C-section, or did they still let you go through and and you know labor and all that naturally? Oh yeah, they no. I made it very clear. Unless my baby is 
dying, I'm not having a C-section. I will do every other intervention prior to going um, into a C-section because, of course, I researched the heck out of it. I don't know. Have you ever seen a business in the Yes, girl. Actually, on my second um, podcast episode that just posted, I talk on my home birth story and basically my decision to leave my OBGYN. Um, and that documentary helped solidify that. I tell every mother, every every mother, even if you've had two kids, three kids, I'm like, if you're planning on having another child, you need to watch the business of being born. And what they're doing in regards to women and birth. And that actually is one of the things that made me advocate for what I'm doing as far as just having mothers share their story. And I'm really big on choice of of mothers having the choice. Look, if you want an epidural, have an epidural. Whatever your thing is, that is your thing. But please do research. Just like you said, research, research for what's right for you, for what's right for your child. Um, because that is the most important thing. You know, don't believe the hype of that you have to do it this way or that it has to be done in a hospital like there's other alternatives and that's my main goal is that having mothers know that there's other ways of doing it you don't have to do what's been done and what society or hospitals just because of their own profit has been pushing mothers to do that's whole, my whole take you know absolutely we were designed god designed us to get first yes For sure. Absolutely. And that I will probably have you back. So I would love to have a whole thing on that because I feel like I even need to do a part two on mine because in hearing it, it was like 30 minutes, but I, I didn't want to go too much. I was like, okay, this is short and sweet version of it. But then I thought about it. And I'm like, no, this is a whole major topic in itself is that documentary alone. So the fact that you saw it, I would love to have you back on and for us to kind of really dive into that. So if you're down for that, I would love to have that. I probably, oh, and you know, they did a second part too. Yeah, she came out with another one called More Business of Being Born. And I was like, oh, I'm scared to watch that because if there's more corruption, Lord, geez, what else is there? You know, thank you for tuning in to the Mamas Know Best. We got something to say podcast. Tune in next time to hear the finale of Melissa's inspiring and amazing story. Continued blessings to you all for love and light.